Hi, everybody. Hello. Welcome to another Cracker Classics weekly podcast where this Joshua guy and that's your cue, this Ian guy. Hello. Say your name. Ian, hello. <laughs> Magic password. <laughs> oh, we watch old movies and um, see how they hold up with a modern uh, perspective. Uh, yes, yes. Today we're gonna watch Alien. I don't remember the sounds the Alien makes, if it makes any. I don't recall I don't for sure know. myself. I um, don't think I've ever seen this whole thing. Oh no? No, I really just never cared. I mean, I've always been a fan of the Alien franchise uh, ever since I started on the worst one. Which is the worst one? Three. Okay. <laughs> Even though it is a David Fincher. It's an early David Fincher, and he had lots of studio constraints, and as studios are wont to do, uh... <laughs> So, I love these movies, not just because Sigourney Weaver is an amazing badass, but partly because the alien was designed by H.R. Geiger. Oh, that's right. Yeah. I, <laughs> I remember at the, uh, like, visual effects, the... the... All of that stuff is very, very well done. Mm-hmm. Story-wise, I don't remember. All I can recall is John Hurt's stomach. Yep. Which he reprises in Spaceballs. That's right. So re- anyway. remind me the story. <laughs> um, it's been a while since I've seen the first one. Mm-hmm. From what I recall, they... I don't remember how the alien gets on the ship. I really don't. It's been a long time. But stow away. Poor, um, poor baggage handling. No, I, an oversight. <laughs> it's something to do with. Uh, I, I mean, there's the face hugger that impregnates uh, John Hurt, obviously, mm-hmm. and then Alien bursts out of his chest. I don't remember where they got the face hugger. Like, I think it was down on a planet or something. Anyway, somehow Alien gets onto ship, so they're in space, and they have to deal with this ridiculously apex predator on board their ship. In space, where no one can hear you scream. Mm -hmm. Love that tagline. Uh, (laughs) But yeah, it's a tight thriller. Like, very high tension. Don't see much of the evil scary thing until towards the end. Like, you just get glimpses and flashes and stuff. Mm -hmm. Like, yeah, so... And then boom, there it is. Exactly. Boom goes the dynamite. Um... Essentially, Ellen Ripley is the only smart person on board this ship, and she keeps telling everyone how stupid they are. They don't listen to her. Of course. And yeah. so she's the only one that survives. Um, <laughs> and this is part of why I stopped telling people how stupid they are, because they just don't listen. It doesn't matter. Just keep being smart by yourself, kids. Let other people fall victim to whatever the hell they're going to fall victim to. You can try to warn them, but... But men are stupid. Not just men. True. But mostly men. Um. <laughs> mm-hmm. For people who are on an intergalactic, you know, science sort of thing, you'd think they'd be smarter. No. Mm-hmm. I've met men in upper echelons. I am well aware that stupidity is omnipresent. Um. <laughs> <laughs> That's not to say there's not a high level of skill at those places. Unfortunately, a lot of people assume that high level of skill means high level of 
other things, that is not necessarily true. In fact, it rarely is. Mm -hmm. Usually people are good at one or two things, passably decent at a few others, and then absolutely abysmally horrible at the rest. And the better they are at those one or two things that they're really fucking good at, the better they think they are at all the things they're terrible at. That's the thing. (laughs) All of us are good at some things, okay at other things, and really not good at other things. Yep. And there is that issue of, I'm really, really good at this thing, meaning I'm good at everything. I mean, it depends on your level of ego. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But true, that is a thing I have come across in real life, (laughs) yes. One of the things I'm really good at is watching movies, so Mm -hmm. that I know for a fact. I can sit and look at stuff. (laughs) I'm very good at that. (laughs) So uh, shall we get to it? Yes, let's go pay attention and uh, get the creepy crawlies and the... I don't know what the alien terminology is. The bleeps, the one. sweeps, and the creeps. No, wait, that's ah, Spaceballs again. Ah, another great movie. Anyway. <laughs> so we will be back with intermission impressions and... Male pregnancy. Yes. <laughs> progressive time. Oh, looking, this in, uh, looking at this movie as an allegory for, like, rape and forced birth is fun. Anyway. Yeah. We'll be back. Well, chalk it up to human stupidity. Uh, That's how the alien gets on the boat. Usually the cause of most of our problems. We call it a boat. It's a ship. Yeah. Uh, (laughs) Well, why we call it a ship and not a boat? I don't know, because... It's bigger. Pretty much the same thing, right? I guess. Anyway. Semantics. Yep. (laughs) So John Hurt exploded. Um, Yes. (laughs) Pretty much where we stopped, but... I realize now... It's not exactly the most uh, smartest scientific people, because this is just like a commercial convoy kind of thing. Yep. Send people desperate enough for money to go however many light years away to dig for shit and bring it back. Hooray, capitalism. Yes, you need to know what the hell you're doing to run a ship and all that, but you're not going to be the smartest people, because what do these people want? They want their money. They want their share. They want want full shares. Because they got woken up in the middle of their nap on the way home because protocols. And if they don't do what they're supposed to do, the company takes all their money, so... The following of rules in this movie is very hit or miss. Oh, is it ever. (laughs) They follow the rules when it affects their paycheck, and when it doesn't, eh, whatever. But if they're dead... Ain't gonna be no paycheck. Well, yeah, but that's Ollie and Holmes' fault. But the, the men in here, they're uh, they're not gonna die. They're gonna. Oh yeah. There's there's. We a don't have bit to of... follow protocol. God damn it! If we don't break the rules, he's just gonna die. Yeah, but if you break the rules, everybody's gonna mm-hmm. die. <laughs> the underlying macho nature in here. I mean, it's it's there. It's not all that outward, but it's definitely a thing. I, they, I think it's just human nature. We all break the rules when it suits us. True. Very true. I know I do. <laughs> I try to understand the rules before I break them. But... That's more important. Know why you're breaking the rules. Don't yep. just go, meh. Exactly. Me. I don't like this rule. I'm going to break it. Which is why I can't quite figure out the science guy. Ian Holm. I don't get Oh, his... that gets explained. 
Okay, good. Don't don't worry, you won't be in the dark forever. <laughs> I realize I hadn't really seen this, well, except bits and pieces. A lot of people don't. The whole beginning, I'm like, I'm lost, I don't understand. This and is... then once the, it attached to his face, I remembered that part. Yeah. I'm glad we're going to find out about the science he got. Oh, yes. Yes, we will. Don't understand. <laughs> and he's just that typical British creepy guy. Bit mysterious, and you don't understand what's going on, and he apparently has power. Or he... Knowing what's coming. Oh, my God. I love it so <laughs> much. Anyway. Uh, yeah. Yeah. A couple well, things. Um... Okay. Smoking in space. I mean, I understand we're in the ship, and pressure and what i'm not going to claim to understand the science of the vacuum of space and the capsule that we are in but i feel like smoking in there is bad i yeah probably yeah i mean i get it's the 70s everyone smoked whatever blah blah blah. (laughs) this doesn't take place in the 70s i don't know when this is supposed to take place sometime in the future when we go to space for mining Yay! We have that to look forward and to. And bring back 20 million tons of whatever the hell we were mining. Because like. the optimism of Ridley Scott thinking that capitalism will allow... It will survive long enough for us to have intergalactic space travel to mine other planets. Yeah. I mean, we'll I see. I don't think he wrote it. I think he just directed it. Oh, well, I could see that. I don't know who wrote it. You know I'm not Ridley Scott's biggest fan. I think he's a competent director, but he's a little too grandiose with his attempts at stuff. Yeah, I much prefer Tony. Tony Scott? Uh Uh-huh. Who's Tony Scott? Ridley's brother and a much better director. Oh, okay. I'm not familiar with him. Maybe I am and don't know it. You probably are and don't know it. Okay. It's a valid critique of Ridley. He uh, is a bit over the top sometimes. Show no substance. Or not enough substance to Usually, match the show. Especially, yeah. like, in his later work, in his earlier work, he picked good enough projects that there was still mm. underlying substance. Mm-hmm. And so his showiness combined with that worked really well. And, yeah, then he got way too show, no substance. Oh, yeah. um, once it didn't matter and he had his money. Ex- no, not that it didn't <laughs> matter and he had his money. It's once he had a big enough name that he could do his own things... He opted for pure spectacle whenever possible. Gotcha. Yeah. So I do have a semantics question. (laughs) We were talking semantics earlier. (laughs) Who's really the aliens? Oh, definitely the aliens, not the peoples. Really? Yeah. But by definition of the word, an alien is someone who's on a different planet other than their own. Well, then they're all aliens. Okay, you, you know stuff that I don't about the origin of... Well, they found the, the ship and they found the eggs mm-hmm. in an intergalactic vessel crashed on the planet. True. That, yeah, it wasn't like it was their planet or anything. No, it is definitely not their yeah. planet. So they're all aliens if you want to get into that. Okay. <laughs> it was just starting to bug me. Well, um, it's a valid question. We're out we and about get where it's coming from. away from our home planet. Sure. Meaning we're aliens. <laughs> We were the monsters all along. Uh, Anyway. (laughs) I understand that, you know, that this foreign entity has now been brought onto the ship, and that is an alien. That it should not have been brought onto the ship because quarantine. Yes. Oh, (sighs) Sigourney. Yeah, so far, the only intelligent person on the ship. I'm sure she's glad they nap for most of this. She doesn't have to deal with them all. I don't know. I kind of really relate to Harry Dean Stanton, though. Just... 
say right to everything and keep doing whatever you're doing. Fair point. <laughs> but is that helpful in the situation? No, oh God, no. <laughs> but it's a heck of a lot easier. And we see what Ripley's able to accomplish thus far. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. You can accomplish nothing either by doing nothing or by constantly fighting with the idiots around you. Which would you prefer? Well, yeah, one takes a lot of energy. Uh-huh. The other one, depending on who you are, still takes a lot of energy, but it's just internalized. Eh. And that can be bad. Again, it depends on who you are and how you deal with the shit around you. I put a lot of work into ignoring the shit around me. I've tried you know to, but it, it is, doesn't mean it hasn't had an effect on it me. It has gotten so much easier. Practice, <laughs> yeah. huh? I suppose I could have spent that time practicing arguing with stupid people, but... Yeah. Oh, God. That's no, not really worth it. No. <laughs> Don't think so. Practice being happy <laughs> as best you can. Absolutely. Yep. So John Hurt's stomach has exploded. Oh, yeah. Tiny little thing with teeth. Ran off. And scampers off, yeah. He's now going to murder the Planet Express crew one by one. Yep. After, of course, Ian Holmes screams, don't touch it. He must preserve it for science. Reasons? I'm sure that's what it was. It must be preserved for science. Uh, Not necessarily for science. You'll see. No, anyway. Spoilers. Okay. (laughs) Yeah, I really don't know what's going on Sort of for science, but sort of really not for science. Dear. Yeah, it's fun. We already had an interesting conversation at the dinner table about eating things other than food. So (laughs) how sexual is this going to get with this alien? Um, Well, considering the alien is a result of uh, face rape and forced pregnancy, essentially. Parasitic. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. I guess we're already there, huh? Yeah, a little bit. A little bit. Just remember it's got teeth. And and it is uh, Geiger Geiger's work, so mm-hmm. it is inherently really sexual. But it's not his story, though. No, but it's Depends based on, on his is. work. Okay. <laughs> At least we got to see John Hurt in a space age teddy. Oof. That was some nice lingerie. Mm-hmm. Um. <laughs> Don't know why, but there it was. Just. Some intergalactic lingerie. It was, yeah, yeah, it was <laughs> unexpected. But yeah, there it was. <laughs> no comments, anything, it was just there. Yep. Not saying he looked bad in it, but I don't know. I just it's, didn't it's really understand. Kind of a welcome change from your typical hospital gown. Um, uh, true. Might as well uh, look good while you're feeling bad. <laughs> so, yeah. I do want to uh, note and appreciate the fact that there is no overt sexism, aside from the something else I could be eating comment. But even that wasn't really like, it was just kind of a throwaway. It wasn't like a cat call or anything. It was just kind of a, hey, hey, you know. It wasn't directed (laughs) at anyone. It was, but it wasn't like, it wasn't aggressive. Hmm. It wasn't a power play. True. It was just kind of banter among shipmates. Maybe it was a little eye-rolly. Yeah, mm. definitely it was a little eye-rolly. Yeah. But it wasn't misogynistic. True. There was a different power play moment. Uh. <laughs> when, the, I forget who, which two guys it was, but they were talking to Ripley. 
and it uh, all of the valves were oh yeah making yeah, yeah, a yeah. ton of noise <laughs> and yep she's kind of trying to explain herself and protocol and jet and they yep. just go what well, i can't hear you sorry what'd you say where yep. are you going Yep, and then as soon as she leaves, they turn the valve and all the spraying and noise stop. Yeah. Yeah. That was a dick move. A little bit. Also very effective. Well, yes. But it's not overt sexism and misogyny, but it's still in here. Just a little bit. I think they would have been doing that to anyone trying to tell them off, male or female. Maybe. but that, that That's your typical working class versus... Or like your grunt versus officer situation. I suppose. That's, that has to do with hierarchy, not gender. There is a hierarchy in here. That's well, there's definitely hierarchy. And, yeah. <laughs> the guy at the top isn't exactly top dog, but he... He is except for science. I guess. <laughs> he seems very lax with his power, and that's different. Yeah, interestingly lax with his power. Mm-hmm. Um... I suppose it's necessary to drive the story, but... It's essentially, I don't care so long as I get paid. It's just the vibe yep. I get. And I get paid more because I'm in charge, mm-hmm. so... So I really don't care. Yep. Just don't kill us. Uh, he kind of tries to make Ripley make the decision to kill everybody, though. Yay! Just open the goddamn door. No, I can't do that because quarantine. Well, I'm giving you an order to open the goddamn door. And I'm saying no. Yeah. And then Ian Holm just opens the door anyway, because he's a little bitch. He's following orders. That's what he says. We'll find out whose orders in a minute. Um, oh, okay. <laughs> spoilers. All right. But uh, well, before Joshua gives any more spoilers, I suppose we should go finish this. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We can get back to it. <laughs> Be back with our curtain call and nasty big pointy teeth. Yep. And the monster was capitalism all along. Oh, anyway, <laughs> we'll be back. <sighs> Yay! So it was all an elaborate corporate conspiracy. Mm, because like aren't you do. they all pretty much anything that endangers the lives of common men is usually a corporate conspiracy, at least under capitalism. Well, not just under capitalism, under feudalism, under, uh, what are some of the other major economic systems we've lived under? So Um, long as Soviet communism, under, um... So long as there's money. Monarchism, under city-states, under... Yeah, yeah. Pretty much since the agricultural revolution. Meanwhile, we have the perfect being. (laughs) That's... I mean... Entirely debatable. I mean... It's the perfect being if you believe in the whole idea of hardness and aggression being peak traits for living organisms. Well, yes. Just what the damn robot was saying. Um, <laughs> yeah, yeah, Because yeah. now he's not a science guy because he's a robot. Um, <laughs> that's what science does to you, I guess. Turns you into a robot, absolutely. It's not true. Don't listen to us kids. Explore science, just don't. No, when you're driven entirely by, by by facts and data, you are a robot and no longer a human being. That's true. Science is essential, but it is not entirely everything. Nope. But anyways, <laughs> the, the damn robot talking about how it admired its purity and its yeah, you know, its 
<laughs> thinks it's this thing of perfection mainly because it is unkillable, I guess. Ish, yeah, Ish. yeah. I mean, the damn thing was like Rasputin at the end. Well, yeah. It, just, it took many attempts and quick thinking to finally kill the damn thing. Yeah. And do we even know it actually was killed because vacuum was space? Yeah, I would imagine, but... Tardigrades can survive in the vacuum of space. Right. Why not xenomorphs? Are we saying that the aliens are tardigrade? Oh, hell no. Tardigrades are way cooler. Thank you. <laughs> tardigrades are awesome. Mm-hmm. This could be a giant tardigrade <laughs> with a couple upgrades. With a hard outer shell, which mm-hmm. kind of makes it more vulnerable in weird ways. True. Because squishiness is part of tardigrades' awesomeness. Also, their tininess really does factor. Right. And this thing grew real quick. Oh, yeah. <laughs> and there really, there was a lot of stupidity among humans in here, but there wasn't much thinking as to what the hell do we do. I, thinking was all right. It just... I guess. But, I mean, you had to have known, had to have crossed your mind that it was going to figure out what you were doing and be in the escape pod. Well, you'd think. I don't quite know the intelligence of this species, but I would imagine, given its other traits, probably picked up English pretty quick. I don't know about that. It's hard to but say. But I mean, being able to observe actions and infer intent mm. and whatnot is probably a decent part of its ability. Mm-hmm. So a, an alleged superior being being worshipped by AI. Mm-hmm. Not just AI. The head honchos back at Whalen Yutani. Which we don't know that's the name of the company yet. I don't think it was shown in this. No, they didn't really say. I think that pops up in two. But uh yeah, the company is Wayland Yutani. And yeah, it's the big wigs that want this alien for their military division. Turn it into a weapon, of course, like you do. Because that'll work so well. Oh yeah. Trying to <laughs> Anytime you try to use even somewhat sentient beings to do your bidding, and there's not a long-term prospectus for that. It's this thing called a conscience. Free will! It exists. You can't monetize it. Womp womp. Uh, you can, but the question is for how long? You can influence free will, but does it yeah. mean you can monetize it? And yes, there's always an expiration date on that. Yeah, it, it is. works so well. <laughs> And here I was thinking we wouldn't have a complaint about capitalism in this week's episode. We always have complaints about capitalism. But what do you know? Yet another (laughs) light years and light years away. Even in space, capitalism causes a lot of serious problems. Because the crew becomes expendable when something more valuable than human life to someone shows up they didn't just become expendable they were expendable well, from the beginning I mean, of this trip yeah and in the eyes of the corporation they were always, they were expendable. always expendable that's true that's very true <laughs> there's a very planet express money is feel always to it money is always more important than crew <laughs> i know that futurama has spoofed alien but oh yeah my goodness <laughs> there's some influence here alien very much spoofed futurama from the past! Wait. Well, I mean, it was borrowing a lot from Space Odyssey. Oh, yeah. Especially towards the end there. Yep. I thought we were going to go into the vortex once the ship blew up. Because <laughs> it did that whole plaid thing. 
Sorry, wrong movie, but that's all I could describe <laughs> it right now. Oh, that's valid. Spaceballs definitely stole a lot from this as well. Oh, yes. Any sci-fi movie up to that point, Spaceballs was all over it. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I was thinking this was going to set it up for the sequel. Nope. This was self-contained. Only in hindsight do, do I feel like it does. Because there's a lot of vagueness. Yeah. And some things kind of hinted at, like the... It left a lot of possibility, but it was not yeah. trying to set up a sequel, I don't think. But it kind of was anyways. I mean... I could feel like walking out of this the theater in 79 with questions. Oh, yeah. And wanting more, you know? It sort of leaves you hanging. And I don't really want it to, because I don't really care. <laughs> I, maybe I'm desensitized, but the... the Jump scares, the the creep factor, it, whatever. Um, I mean, creep factor was well done, but I didn't need the jump scares. No. The music had a very good mood to it. Music was great, yep. It is a very well done movie. Visual effects are fantastic. Yep. Acting was, well, whatever, it didn't really matter. Acting was really good. movie. For, for the most part, it was fine. Yeah. I just didn't really care. <laughs> <laughs> and that's on me. I I, no, I I feel you. It's really hard to care when everyone ignores the smart person and mm. dies because of it. Maybe that's just an overplayed trope at this point for me that I'm just like, and okay, no, I know this I understand. is going to go, whatever, yeah. blah, blah. I don't think it was at the time. Well, it was in the 50s well, sci-fi movies. Yeah. I think in the 50s it was more like, oh, we can't believe what you're saying than... I'm just not going to listen to you. That's true. And this is a lot more, I'm not going to listen to you. And in the case of the android, it's because he had corporate orders to (laughs) do otherwise. But in the case of the rest of the people, no, that's just humanity. We're really good at being stupid. Mm Mm-hmm. We've practiced (laughs) centuries with many things. Well... Stupidity is somehow evolutionary advantageous. I'm not entirely sure how, but it has to be. Uh, that's a loaded discussion that I'm not having on this podcast. Fair enough. I don't know how we would start that conversation. <laughs> Almost like intelligence doesn't matter, but empathy does when it comes to the actual survival. That's just what came up at this moment, and I don't think it's right. But I don't really want to explore it further because we'll be here all day. <laughs> well, I mean, we could explore it for a few minutes, couldn't we? I guess. Um, I mean, we did just see hostility kill six people. Yeah. And almost kill a cat. Nope, the cat, cat's, yep, Jonesy had to survive. The cat was fine, yeah. Very important. Yes. Gotta so, save the orange cat because yeah. they're dumb. So that's just hostility and aggression. Coupled with intelligence, like clearly yeah. an intelligent being, yeah. was just born and knew how to get into the air ducts and, yeah. and everything, stow away on the escape pod. And grow somehow. Still not sure where it got the energy to grow, but... No, we have food in this movie. The, 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 well, it two started, meals. Yeah, it started eating people, but... I guess, yeah. It was already big by the time it killed its first person, so... Right. Well, I mean, at first person actually killed was John Hurt. Well, okay, I mean, that's fair. He was still alive before he was born. Yeah, yeah. 
burst forth from John Hurt. And then they spaced John Hurt, which made little to no sense. Yeah, we, we, it makes sense now, knowing about the science guy, that it was all about the alien. I, not really, because still, you kind of want the body to study how it's, it grows within. And yeah, that's true. Like, there's a lot of data you can glean from that body. Yeah, whatever happened to Spacing him. it doesn't make much sense. In utero. But the corporation did not consider that. On a future voyage, after <laughs> some trial and error and lots of lives lost, then they'll be like, oh, we should study the body. The uh, maybe. Well, it's a corporation. We, we, we also we'll don't call know, it the vessel. We, we also don't know just how much information the corporation already has. True. What samples they've been able to attain, because they clearly have some idea that this thing exists. They knew where it was and what it is in some form. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And it was worth enough for them to completely throw out a mining thing with 20 million tons of cargo. Mm-hmm. Which They're willing still to sacrifice a lot of money. It's a little weird, but... Yeah. I mean, it's a reasonable cover, but still, like, seems like a lot of trouble to go through to... Hide your true objective. Yeah. Meanwhile, that mother computer was pretty useless. Yeah. Even more so by the fact that it could only be operated by the person in charge. Yeah. I mean, I get that for certain things. Yeah. You know, top secret protocol stuff. Okay, fine, I guess. I still have my issues with that concept. Yeah. But... but everything? I was surprised she was able to get into it. Yeah. Did the computer know that they were all dead? I guess. Oh, I guess you're in charge now. Okay. Nope, you still can't see this. She did have the emergency override, though. True. So she was able to see it, but, yeah. That message at the beginning, it halfway deciphered it. It was a warning. Yeah. It didn't finish deciphering it. Well, it didn't did matter. It not matter it, for the story. It didn't matter for the story. We knew why it was a warning at that point. True. But still, it could have said something. It would have helped Ripley convince them all that they're being stupid and that we need to stop whatever and we're doing because we're stupid. Would it really? How many times have you seen an information convince stupid people? <sighs> Fine. I'm getting all idealistic in here, aren't I? Yeah. It's usually a cue to stop talking. Probably Just... shouldn't be saying stupid people either. People who follow stupid ideas, or believe stupid things. Like protocol! (laughs) Hierarchy. Um, The corporation has my best interests in mind. Uh, (laughs) (laughs) But you can trust us when we say we have your best interests in mind and are intent on bringing you more of this quality content. (laughs) To do so, we could use your help on Patreon. (laughs) Patreon.com slash Cracker Classics. Oh, it's so awkward to bitch about capitalism <laughs> and then ask for money. Oh, well, we're stuck living within capitalism, so... Yeah, I know. But help us fund our giant mining operation. So that we can use it as a front to... Shh. <laughs> Come on, then. Right away. If Come they've on. seen the movie... They'll find out eventually. Ah. <laughs> uh... Yeah, that's patreon.com slash Cracker Classics. Did you say that? I did, yes. Okay, cool. There's a website too. (laughs) CrackerClassics.com. Theoretically a Twitter. It happens sometimes. If it hasn't imploded. Self-destructs. And if you want to talk to us, shoot us an email. (laughs) CrackerClassics at gmail.com.
Thank you for listening, folks. Yep. We'll see you next week. Bye.